Welcome to Real Estate Success Partner. We're your hosts, Devin Dubuque. And Clint Ritchie. What? Where's David? Uh, Hold on a second. He's on Hold vacation, on I think. What? No, no. It's podcast day. It he can't be day. on vacation. Hold on a second here. Let me call this guy. David. Where? It's podcast day. Where are you? Senior win, senior win. I got your mic and your drink. I'll take your drink and the mic. Devin, what's going on? I'm on vacation. I'm on Freedom Friday for the week. I'll tell you what, you take the mic and I'll keep the drink. See you guys later. All right, man. I guess you deserve a break. Hey, enjoy it, brother. We got this one. I got Clint here and I think he's going to take care of us. I guess, guys, uh, David's not going to make this one. So, uh, we'll welcome to Real Estate Success Partners. We're your hosts, Devin Dubuque. And Clint Ritchie. Clint Ritchie. I love it. And we're here to talk about how to have great success in any market. Hey, guys, today we're right outside of the Star in Dallas, Texas, and we've got an amazing guest here with us, Anna Mangiri, with the Tanya Peak Group at Caldwell Banker. And man, I think this is going to be a fantastic podcast because, Anna, you're doing some great things out there. And we know who you are, uh, but we want our followers to get to know a little bit more about you. Um, Where where, where are you from, Anna? How'd you get into this business? Thank you, Devin. Well, originally I'm from New York. Okay. Uh, and we moved here uh, because of my husband's job. Uh, we actually migrated from New York to Tennessee and then from Tennessee to the Dallas area. Just kept getting farther south. Yeah. It was quite a culture <laughs> shock. You must like the heat. <laughs> I actually do love it. I can't complain. That's awesome. That's awesome. So New Yorker, big Cowboys fan. Uh, no. Oh, we were, we were on the wrong, I know. we were the wrong thing today, well, Clint. <laughs> I mean, I am from New York, so it's, it's, and of course I work right next door to the, the stars. So you do, you my do. My family's so, not just, they're not on their way to visit me anytime soon. Yeah. So you got to go up north to, what, to catch a game. Well, no, I mean, to catch a game that I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what part of New York, New York are you from? From the metro area in from the suburbs. From the metro. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And uh, you grew up there, uh, yeah. lived there till? Uh, till about 2009. And then we were moved to Tennessee. Yeah. It was 2008. Everybody knows that story. Yeah. Everyone has a 2008 <laughs> story. And that right. led us to Tennessee. Uh, where I had never heard a country song before in my life. Oh. <laughs> what part of Tennessee? Nashville. Nashville. You know, I was just there not that long ago. It was nice, though. You we know, liked yeah, it. Great town. Yeah, it is fun. fun. Yeah, uh, and then fun. my husband's job, he moved laterally to Texas. And okay. uh, that's where we've stayed since. So when did you get into the real estate business? Uh, so we got here in 2012 and um, decided the kids were getting old enough where right. I could go and branch out and work. That's great. And uh, 2014, I got my license and started working uh, because it's something I could do from home. So you're right at about a decade in. Mm-hmm. Correct. I love it. I love it. And you came in, started on the Tiny Peak Group right on the starting gate, right? Not exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I started with a different brokerage. I was there for five, about five years. Okay. Got some accolades there and um, uh, was in a mentorship role. But I just felt uh, I was kind of like a stagnant. My career hadn't moved that it much. It wasn't going where you wanted it to go. So I looked yeah. around and to, to see where I could grow. And Caldwell yeah. Banker just had such a gigantic marketing machine they do. that uh, I decided to have an interview. And that's what led me to Tanya. They're a giant in the industry and you're a Giants fan. So it just kind of played <laughs> into each other. Huh? I guess so. <laughs> 
<laughs> somehow across from the star. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, you get over here in the Tanya Peak group mm -hmm. and uh, you're doing a lot of buy sides, right? Actually, um, more of a listing. Agent. Oh, the list sides. <laughs> That's what it is. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And so how'd you get on that? Because I know, you know, a lot of people wonder, you know, what's the difference between a buy side agent and a list side agent? Well, all real estate license, uh, all licensed real estate agents can do either or both. Right. Um, I think when you're starting off, there's just more buyers. You you yeah. have uh, that you get that attention easier. Yeah. And as you get to know the industry a little bit better, build uh, some you, relationships. Yeah, because you need to have a little bit more experience to do work with with sellers. It's a little bit more demanding. Absolutely. Uh, and so I certainly do both, but I lean towards uh, the sellers. That's great. Listings. That's great. And what what part of the market do you uh, do you typically service? Uh, we're here in Dallas Fort Worth. So, so. I'm I'm from McKinney, and okay. my website is actually called um, McKinney Mindset. I like to specialize there because it's local, but we do a lot of business in the Fort Worth, Denton, and Collin counties, uh, Dallas. I've been to Fort Worth, yeah. up to Pottsboro. We really there's there's nothing too far really. So so no 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 uh, section of the DFW. That's outside of reach. Not really. Uh, when you're working with, if it's on our, on yeah. our MLS, we can handle it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And, and you know, I'm from uh, well, I'm from Kansas originally, but uh, lived in McKinney for for a little over ten years. So I'm definitely familiar with that area. Uh, love watching it grow up. Yes. You know, actually, I moved out there in 2003, and uh, oh. you know, they'd already started to to, to develop, but within these last you know five ten years, it's just become a really thriving. It really is. Uh, when we got here, it was only about 50% um, developed, and yeah. we're still nowhere near close to capacity. No, you're right. You're right. It's great. There's a great downtown area out in McKinney. Uh, I was just out there the other day, local yokel. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll yeah. give them a shout out and a plug if you guys are looking for great barbecue uh, and or butchered meats. Yeah, they, great they, food they, general. And entertainment. They have uh, right. some live acts there, too. That's right. I think they owe us, uh, they, they owe us some. It was a, a commission. Yeah, I'm the plug here. As a matter of fact, <laughs> great salads that you recommended, Devin, right? That's right. That's right. We were just there the other day. We were out with the uh, CEO of Tradition Homes, mm -hmm. and uh, we went to local yokel, and, and uh, they've got this health grain bowl that's crazy. They smoked the quinoa. I've had it. It's terrific. It's unbelievable, mm -hmm. right? If you're a vegetarian and want to try barbecue. Go to the steakhouse. Go to the steakhouse. <laughs> go to the steakhouse. Wild stuff, right? So cool. So working for the Tanya Peak Group, uh, native out of McKinney now, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, talk about, uh, you know, what, we always like to ask, what is your real estate superpower, right? What is it that you're known for in this industry? <laughs> My superpower? Well, being from New York, it's it's a different culture there. Yeah. And everyone's very polite here. Uh, we, we New Yorkers get the reputation for being a little aggressive, but it's really not that we're just honest and straightforward. Yeah, and that's, that's right. kind of my superpower. I'm very, very honest. Tell it like it is. Not everyone uh, appreciates it right. in the beginning, but they sure do at the end of the transaction. Well, let's talk about that, right? Because uh, I, we, we've explored this on other shows and a lot of times... Uh, you know, if you get the wrong agent, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. But why is it that you don't want to tell the bar what they want to hear? How does that actually improve the experience for the consumer? Well, I mean, especially when it comes to pricing a home, uh, a seller always wants that price that's unreachable because yeah. they're in fantasy land. And you have to bring them back down to reality. Right. I have lost listings where I would not list at a price that I knew it couldn't sell. Yeah. And I've watched that house get stale on the market and have those sellers call me and say, Anna, can you help me out? I think you were right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's important, right? Because again, there there, there are, are numbers where you know, where your consumers come in and go, man, I, I've seen these things selling for this and I want this for my home. And, and maybe they're not looking at what you're going to look at, right? You're going to go out there and you're going to do an evaluation of that marketplace. You know what homes are selling and what they've sold for because you have access to that to the NMLS. And you're using your expertise on that side of the industry. Like you said, you started off as a buyer's agent. You move into doing a little bit more listing, even though you do both, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that's because you've gained that expertise of understanding the market, where homes should be priced at, so that you can represent your bar with confidence and say, hey, when you list a home with Anna Mangiri, you know you're going to get what we ask for, and sometimes maybe even a little bit more. There's a strategy to getting there, for sure. That's it. And this we talk about this all the time, working with a true professional is so important, right? Um, when you're a consumer out there and you're looking for buying your first home or maybe your next home, um, and you go to the wrong agent, it's not always going to be the same experience, right? Correct. First time buyers are, you have to treat them completely differently from someone that's buying their second lake home yeah. uh, or someone that's uh, getting into investing. Even a first time investor over uh, a seasoned investor, there's so many nuances to every different transaction um, and you have to be prepared for it. I have a, a degree in, in sociology, which I never thought I'd use. Right. And it's finally coming handy. <laughs> that, that You know, it's strange how that works out, uh -huh. right? You know, we, we go into it thinking, hey, we want to do this one career, and then we go another completely direction from it. But that training we got in the beginning, mm -hmm. it, it always seems to come back and help us out, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a fan. You look like you want to say something, Clint. Yeah, well, you know, I, I come from a real estate family. And so um, aside from, you know, helping people, you know, with the largest financial transaction of their, their lives, most likely, what, what do you really enjoy the most besides schedule flexibility with, you know, oh, real estate? I love, I do love working with people. My, this is going to be strange, but my background is actually, um, I'm first generation in this country, my, uh, from an immigrant Italian family. Mm -hmm. And we had, um, a bunch of dry cleaners in the family. So I actually owned and operated dry cleaners before I got into this industry. And I'm all about the service, servicing, because it is the largest transaction That's of right. your life. And it it is a financial transaction, but how you service your client makes all the difference to uh, how comfortable they are with it because there's buyer's remorse, which is the worst thing. Right. Um, yeah. There's seller's remorse too, which I've had to deal with, and it's an emotional process. Can you give, give some examples for the for our audience in regards to like some of the, the things that you've you know just learned over your experience in dry cleaning and in real estate <laughs> that you can actually help you know a consumer feel more comfortable in their decision making? A demanding client is usually demanding for a reason. You have to get to the heart of that. It usually has nothing to do with the product that you're selling or buying. Or, uh, it has to do with the emotion behind it. And usually with selling a home, it, there's a lot of emotion. emotions attached to that. Yeah. Loss, uh, gain, um, uh, growth, uh, all of these things are painful. Yeah, and then if they lived in a house for an extended period of time, they've got sweat equity, and mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of like they value it more than what the reality of the matter is, and so or they have to get out of the house. I right. mean, it's it's usually yeah. there's there is a a plain pain versus pleasure in every transaction. It's never just smooth and easy, and and if you're dealing with a very demanding client, that's usually there's a reason for it, and when you can solve that or ease that situation, then the rest of the transaction transaction will become a lot easier. Well, and I think what you're trying to say there is that. 
all transactions aren't created equal. There are going to be some things going on inside of that transaction that can be difficult and stressful. But when you've got a great agent like Anna, right, that knows the ins and outs, you don't necessarily feel that stress okay. because you're you're taking that in and you're spinning it around to make sure that that process feels smooth and flawless so the consumer can get into that home without those stress headaches going my representation was right on this one i went with the right agent and the process is just so much more comfortable uh, because i chose the right person that's absolutely correct most people don't understand that it's a process and a tedious and long one and you could start off great and end up really really anxious and so you need a, a professional that can ease that and make it smooth so you're saying you don't just show them a couple houses and sign a piece of paper and that's the transaction well ideally that would be fantastic <laughs> we'd love that too right <laughs> sometimes it goes that way i mean yeah. every transaction is different but no there's there's a process um that has to do with the finances yeah. you're meeting your criteria but it's really really comes down to the emotions of it it does. It does. And we call it the mortgage puzzle, right? There's a puzzle with every consumer that you bring to market. And it's jobs for the professionals, the mortgage side and the realtor side, to take those pieces of the puzzle and work together as a team to snap them together so that when the consumer sees it, it's not the thousand piece puzzle that it really is. It's a it's a 10 piece child's puzzle to them. They're just doing a couple of quick steps while the mortgage side and the real estate side is behind the scenes putting all those thousand pieces together and making it just look super simple. It's very correct. Uh, we usually start our buyers with a buyer consultation before we even begin to look at homes. And one of the conversations I have with them, besides explaining the process, is that you are part of a team now, your lender, your real estate agent, and your escrow team. That's right. We're all going to work together along with the cooperating agent. And it's all about the teamwork. And that's part of what will make the process a lot smoother. Well, talk, talk about processes because, you know, you mentioned it here, um, but you, there is a process with any successful real estate agent. There's always a process behind it. Uh, we'd love to hear a little bit about yours. So I'm a, I'm a buyer and I'm coming in for the first time and saying, hey, I want to I want to buy a house or I want to sell a house. What, what does that experience look like for them? Okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll have our buyer consultation first. And I want to put all of the expectations on the table because a lot of buyers have been watching HDTV and you can ask Tanya about that because she's been on an episode of that. That's it's awesome. very scripted and not very real. And so we, we want to give them the reality of the process. We want it. And sometimes you do fall in love with the first house you see, and sometimes you have to go through a bunch. Yeah. So what's really, really important is, is getting the criteria. Yeah. And not just, I want three bedrooms, I want two baths, I want a big yard. Why is that important to you? Yeah. We are, will typically say we, we have to go three whys deep on every question because we really want to know what is the reason for your criteria. Otherwise, you're never going to get them what they want. Yeah. Um, and then we discuss the process about how we, you know, what what's the market look like? Because in, in this market, and you, this is something you're very familiar with, we can't go, go looking at houses without a pre-approval from a reputable lender. 100%. Um, because you're going to look at a house, you're going to wait till you get a pre-approval, and that house will be under contract That's by right. the weekend. That's right. So it's really important that we get them connected with a reputable lender and make that partnership with, if they're not already there. And sometimes if the lender is less than reputable, <laughs> we'll recommend a second opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. You want to make sure they're having the right experience. And you're right. Working with the right real estate partners is a big part of that because you've got to have the trust factor that the work that you're putting in on your side is going to be reciprocated on the financing side. So there's great communication throughout the loan process. And at the end of the day, you can trust the pre-approval 
that's mm -hmm. being backed exactly. by that consumer. So you may have a consumer that comes to market and maybe they do have a pre-approval, but maybe it's not one that you can trust, mm -hmm. you can stand behind. So Correct. you're going to help put them in touch with the right people that you know 100% without a shadow of a doubt will get them to the closing table on time. Hey, I got a question. So when you're talking about a reputable lender, how important is it from a, a real, realtor standpoint that you and the lending partner are in constant communication and are on the same page so that you guys, you know, you, you and the lender are basically saying the same thing to the client? That's very Especially important. in this market. That's the number one thing is let's make sure we're saying the same thing to the client uh, because we all want to be on the same page. Can you, can you elaborate why that's well, important? In this market, there is there is still, listen, everybody wants to move to Texas. And so um, if there's an affordable house that's in great shape, it's the prettiest girl at the dance. Everybody's going to ask her to dance. And there's going to be multiple offers. And we want to make sure that our buyer knows what that process is like and we have to have really hard conversations with them and verify it with their lender what are their funds on hand what is their interest rate what is their affordability how much extra can they go above the listing price it's really important numbers that we need to know without just being well just offer that because we really want that house and then knowing we at the end we can't finance this right. because it didn't appraise. That's There's right. so many different issues that we have to be in constant communication with. And the lender and the real estate agent, sometimes it's good cop, bad cop, but it's information that our clients need to know to set their expectations. Because uh, you can't just say, well, just put just put this offer on it, even though it's 20000 above the list price, because we have to know, can you, will your lender approve that? Will the house find uh, appraise for that and if it doesn't appraise for that do you have enough money in your bank account for that gap right and verifiable of, assets too right that's important right, as well Where's, is, where are those funds coming from yeah and these are especially with the first time home buyers they don't understand the process right. and you really have to be um realistic with them right and i i like to say this you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because me as your real estate agent i might see in your underwear but your lender's going to see you naked so <laughs> <laughs> so we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable yes and sharing information and, you know and so Devin and i talk about this all the time when we're coaching our some of our our people that we work with in in regards to uh when we touch the lead we touch the partner so when mm -hmm. we touch the client, talk to the client, we all immediately call you and let you know what's going on. Because if there's any contradiction in either one of our stories, it sounds, it sounds more like a sales pitch mm -hmm. as opposed to what truly is the professional opinion, right? And what we found is people that are get confused or there's any seeds of doubt whatsoever, they kind of shut down and put the brakes on, right? And especially in this market where, uh, you know, you're, we're, we're both kind of fighting low inventory, higher rates. People are kind of, you know, we Investor constantly, buyers yeah, we constantly, yeah, we constantly hear, oh, we're going to wait till the rates go down and, and what, and, and before we make a decision, but what they're, they're, they're leaving out of the equation is, hey, you know, probably in Texas, because everyone wants to move here is constantly appreciating at five to 10% a year. So if you wait a year, that $400,000 house is maybe now 440 or 450 or whatever, and rates may have not gotten down. Talk about some of the educational things that you guys try to do at the Tanya Peak Group to kind of enlighten you know the the real estate consumer on you know when the most opportune time is to buy the opportune time to buy is always going to be now if you've got the funds yeah. and you've got and, and you are worthy you know lender worthy uh financially ready to buy a house you never wait um because as you said especially in texas uh if the prices are always appreciating they're not going to go down unless the house 
the condition of the house goes down and rates we don't know what their future holds but they could go up if you're waiting for them to go down you know unfortunately these the first-time home buyers that got used to these three percent interest rates thought that that was the norm that was fantasy land Yeah, yeah that was but uh People of our generation understand that. I mean, I, I bought my first house at eight percent, and we were right. happy to have it. And my parents bought in the double digits, right. you know. But they can't wrap their heads around that, and so they're afraid, and so they wait. Um, but I, and then of course, then it sounds sales pitchy because you want to tell them, no, it's now's the time to buy. Um, right. And so there's a lot of trust involved in real estate. So you can't push too hard, but at the same time. You can't just let them wait because so many people that I know that waited when the interest rates were at 4%, well, I'll wait till they go back down. They didn't. They went up and they were only in the maybe 350 price range. Guess what? They've been priced out of the market. Right. And now they have to rent. Well, and what I hear you saying is you're providing them education, right? Because you're right. Now's the time to buy. It sounds very sales pitchy. But when you provide them the education behind why now is always the right time to buy, um, it isn't a pitch because you actually have supporting detail behind that, right? And I think one of the biggest things, and, and we touched on it a minute ago, is not only is now a great time to buy because they're, <laughs> because the, uh, the, the inventory is low, uh, but it's low in a sense to where when the market does improve, if that happens, right, the inventory is low. So the consumers that are going to rush to the market when the rates get great, they're going to blow out that inventory so fast, everybody's going to be bidding over the top. So not only do these homes start to appreciate uh, as they're waiting for the market to come down, but the competition's going to become more fierce because everybody's going to be fighting for the same houses. So yeah. the consumer that comes in right now is actually to come in and sometimes actually get it at asking or maybe even under. I know some are still bidding over the top, uh, but it's not as aggressive as it was a year and a half ago at $100,000, yeah, right? right? And so now you get to come in and get close to the market ask or right at ask or maybe even a little bit of a discount. Mm -hmm. You buy it lower, right? Uh, and when the market does improve, you turn around, you refinance it. And that's where that education comes in, right? Correct. And we always tell them, don't worry about the rates so much because there's all these two one buy buy downs and everything like that, which are intricate, right. which you guys can explain better. But that's an option. It is. Um, and also you could just buy now and gain a little bit of equity. And if the rates have gone down, you refinance. If the rates have gone up, then you know you did the right thing. And it's just a matter of having that talk and easing them. When you finance at a lower purchase price, right? if you waited, you get in, you buy it for more and you get a better rate, but you paid more for the house. You get in now, you pay less for the house than it will be once it appreciates and you refinance it and you're mm -hmm. refinancing off that lower balance. So it's going to work out in your benefit. Yeah. More importantly, you know, uh, some of the things that we educate some of our clients about is like, you know, uh, whenever someone buys a house, they're automatically generating at least $100,000 of wealth per their family. Now, obviously, in our marketplace where the price of houses are a little bit more expensive, that number is probably one hundred and fifty grand. You know, so the folks that are saying, well, I'm going to wait and I'm going to rent, you know, that's 100% interest that they're paying. So, you know, it's a simple mathematical equation. What's 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 lower, six and a half or 100? 100, right? exactly. Uh, more importantly, you know, they're missing out on tax write-offs and things of that nature, right? So... Um, you know, it's it's awesome that you you take an educated stance to some of these clients and some of the. And I think that's a, a, it's prudent in the marketplace that we're in today. Um, what where do you see the market going 
uh, here in the next 12 to 18 months. And I, I, you know, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but you've been in the business a <laughs> she while. Might. She yeah. might. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to put any too undue pressure on her. Hey, she said this. Uh, in but, the next 12 to 18 months. Well, you know, inventory is low. We, it is. Uh, we were at a crisis uh, during COVID, but it's still very low. We're not in a comfortable place. So as long as inventory is low, it's always a good time to sell. Um, I see, like you said, the, the uh, values are going up. Uh, at a steady rate of, of between four and six percent, in some places up to ten percent. Whereas we were seeing them values going up by the month, right. we are seeing that those yearly values. I think the market is stabilizing. It you know, is. we are in a state of inflation right now, but I think that's why the market is stabilizing. We we are not in a a place where it was sustainable. Right. Um, and so I think that we have to get we just have to get used to the new normal, which is a higher interest rate. And hopefully, uh, as uh, builders step up the inventory, I don't see it. It looked like it was going towards a balanced market for a while, mm -hmm. uh, for maybe the last 12 months. But I see it back into being a seller's market, back with low inventory. Um, we just hope that the buyers, can, uh, these uh, builders can step up. Right. Uh, but I don't I don't see major changes in the, between now and 18 months. So so there, there's hope in the horizon, right? Yeah, yeah, I think I see some stabilization. Yeah, there's hope in the horizon. Well, you know, we like to touch on this, and we're getting close to wrapping up, but uh, we, we heard about the family, right? Uh, and we always like to talk about that. So tell a little bit about, you, you, you've got uh, you've got husband, kids. Uh, I have two kids and an ex-husband. <laughs> I've got a next wife so. <laughs> um, yeah, they're uh, becoming uh, older now. My daughter's going to be a senior at awesome. McKinney Boyd High School. And my son is thinking about getting into the industry as well. Oh, that's fantastic. We're going to start schooling on being an inspector. I love it. Inspector. I love it. So we'll be going in the family business. We see that often because Clint's parents were both in the real estate side of the industry. His dad actually is a champion school of real estate. He helped build all those out. That's where we're attending next week. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And then his mom was uh, one of Gary Keller's uh, first agents. Uh, she's actually in the book, believe it or not. Yeah, millionaire, millionaire real estate. Yeah, of course we've read that. I, yeah. I used to be with Keller. Williams, yeah, Peggy Ritchie. Okay. I'll have yeah. to reread now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I told I, my dad told me the story one time, and he's like, "Yeah, she's in that book." I was like, "No, she wasn't." <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, pull it out." And I go, "I don't have one," so I ordered one on Amazon, and sure, sure enough, right there on page eleven, she was one of the fir the first agents in the first mastermind class. I'm gonna check it out. And now. I was like, "Wow, okay, that's pretty cool." Well, <laughs> funny thing is, turns out his father has like four cases of the books in his garage. Oh yeah, no, we all do. <laughs> Listen, you don't have to be a KW agent to read that book. You should, if yeah, as a, any yeah. real estate agent, read that book i've got it tapped to, up. Talk, talk about why that what, what tell, talk about the good nuggets in that book that you you kind of got from it oh repeat what successful people have done that's right, yeah. my major thing that's right that's what my major takeaway from that book so if there sure. was a, if there was a new agent out there or someone that was thinking about getting into the real estate business what kind of uh words of wisdom would you would you would you lend them um if they're brand new and and they have some some sales talent because not everybody's made to do everything okay but if i see some potential there i would my best advice for them is to get connected with a strong real estate group or team because you'll learn a lot just by osmosis just by being with successful yeah. people and you have different levels of um expertise and knowledge and you can you have nothing but um knowledge to gain from that kind of an environment so that would be my best and read 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 and and research and you know subscribe to inman news and all that stuff because until you're out there on the pavement doing the deals you have to know the industry right past present and future
Yeah, real estate success partners, right? You know, surround yourself with other successful real estate agents, uh, create your real estate success partners, learn from that, and uh, grow with the team that you're on. And then, you know, if you get to the point where you want to branch out, you can. Uh, but at the beginning of the stages, you want to you want to get out there with the people that know what they're doing. And, and Anna, that's you. Uh, <laughs> you're definitely one of those people. Uh, you know, and all I hear from you, you know, with everything that we've talked about here, is just expert in the industry, expert in the industry, expert in the industry, and, and educators, and educators. Mm -hmm. an educator and that is why we wanted to have you on the show because we knew that you had a voice that people out there needed to hear right so well uh anna i know we could have you here all day because we can talk it up all day that's what we yeah, did yeah we didn't right? talk about john's football <laughs> yeah we didn't <laughs> but uh you know at the end of the day um is there anything that we should have asked you that we we missed out on um, no, I mean, I, I love talking about real estate. My, my family's sick of hearing about real estate. Well, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just think that if, if anybody out there is uh, needing some real expertise and they are in the market, um, and if, listen, everybody knows a real estate agent. You can, how does it go? You can swing a cat and hit at least four of us. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I'm not good with Americanisms. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, you're that good. That was I'm gonna have that image in my head for a while. Yeah, the but, just cats. don't say swinging a cat around my wife. <laughs> okay, she's, a okay. cat, she's a cat lady. <laughs> but you know, um, you don't need to do those people a favor with the largest uh, investment of your life. That's so right. call somebody, call an expert. Call Anna. us, yeah. uh, Anna <laughs> Peak Group, or call Anna Mangieri. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, How do they um, find you on Facebook? What's on the... Facebook, it's just me. I also have my uh, real estate page, which is called McKinney Mindset, because I live there and I do like to work a lot there. But as I stated, I work everywhere. We, we office here out of Frisco, um, and we're or just call the Tiny Peak just Group. Just across from the Star. That's where we're at. That's, That's right. where we've got the Cowboys. Your, yeah. your favorite football team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I am going to hit you with one more thing, okay. and, and I always love to ask this question. What's the one moment in your career that just kind of defines everything? The one that you say, man, this was the most amazing part of being in real estate. It's just yeah, your, your proudest me. moment. Yeah, your proudest moment. This one? <laughs> um, well, you know, every year is always better than the last, and I have, uh, you know, they, they love giving awards. Real estate agents love to award each other. Um, but the recognition is great. But when when Tiny announced that I was the number one agent for 2022, awesome. that was really a wonderful thing because I know how hard I worked. And uh, it was good to hear. And, uh, you know, and I hope to just keep going. Number one agent in 2022. And let me tell you something. If you want to find Anna, you're going to want to, you're, and you're going to want to, right? It was uh, McKinney. McKinney Mindset. McKinney Mindset. She's got that McKinney Mindset. So McKinneyMindset.com, or you can check her out on Facebook. And let me tell you something. If you're looking for the right person to buy the house from, or somebody that can educate you on the best way to list the house, you're not going to want to miss an opportunity here with the Tanya Peak Group and Anna Mangieri. So thank you so much for being on the show. Clint, anything you want to throw out there before we wrap this one up? No, I just want to say, Anna, you did fabulous. I, I really uh, appreciated you coming on board. And I, you know, I can understand why you're such a rock star, true yeah. professional, Thank and an educator. So congratulations to you on what you've done and, more importantly, what you're going to do moving forward. And if anybody needs to get pre-qualified so that we can have you work with Anna, <laughs> you can definitely reach out to uh, Clint Ritchie at the RitchieMortgageTeam.com. And my direct number is 972-679-1028. Uh, and I work, you know, via phone call, text, seven days a week, and uh, we'll get you fixed up. So. 
and you'll be in great hands with Richie again. Uh, background from real estate, right? From agent to loan officer. So he's been doing this a long time. We've worked with each other for over a decade. Uh, so if you want to be in great hands on the mortgage side, uh, reach out to Clint. If you want to be in amazing hands on the real estate side, uh, again, Anna Mangieri and the Tanya Peak Group. Uh, guys, we're your real estate success partners. I'm Devin Dubuque. And I'm Clint Ritchie. And we appreciate you stopping in. If you want to find us, you can check us out on Spotify, iHeart, uh, all your major listening platforms. Uh, if you want to see us on the video side, come check us out at YouTube. And we absolutely love those five-star reviews. So until next time, we'll see you then.